You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Heartbreak. That's the theme of today. Four teams, two days, inexplicable pain. Whether it's the Titans, the Packers, the Bucks. Or the Bills. I mean, those are, as much as we enjoy the drama and the entertainment and everything this weekend had to offer, there are people that are suffering Mm. today. Not just the players, but we're talking fan bases. That's as gut-wrenching of a loss, four losses. If it happened to one team, you'd say, oh, I feel bad for them. It happened to four teams, three home teams over the weekend. That's brutal. Yeah, all teams that also had hopes of winning a Super Bowl, not just winning this playoff game, but each of those teams really thought, like the Bucks thought they could repeat. The Titans fans had fooled themselves into thinking, we're a one seed, we are supposed to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you know the Bills thought this was their year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you got to you gotta believe in yourself if you're the Bills. I, I think, well, I, I, I don't know. I think Bills fans, yeah, they thought that this was their year. But there also was, uh, I think, an acknowledgement like now we're starting to reach, you're getting closer to that peak. So maybe, just maybe, would it be nice to get to that point now? Yeah, but we have a high ceiling. There's still ceiling for the Bills to yeah. be able to touch. And I, I know that you're towing a dangerous line when you say, oh, it's okay. They'll be back because Aaron Rodgers towed that line for <laughs> 12 years. And now look what happened. Uh, there's a chance that he never plays for the Packers again. I think a high chance and a slightly lower chance that he never plays football again, period. Mm. Here's from Adam Schefter. The Packers now head into the offseason projected to be $44.8 million over the salary cap. The NFL's second most challenging offseason position behind only the New Orleans Saints. There's only 32 players under contract going into next year for the Packers. One of them is not Devontae Adams. Mm. That's not Aaron Rodgers ain't coming back if Devontae Adams ain't coming back. No way. Let's be, let's be abundantly clear yeah. about that. So they're in some serious, serious trouble. By the way, the Saints, not knowing if Sean Payton is coming back as the head coach, didn't see that one coming. Yeah. That broke over the weekend. That was a nice Friday news dump. We well, yeah. didn't see that one coming at and all. And also, they picked the perfect weekend for that one oh, to, to, yeah. to go out. Just completely flown under the radar. Yeah. But this is why, because of the Packers' future, I think that was the most gut-wrenching loss because this was the year. This was the last chance to win a Super Bowl. The Bills, the nature of it, that sucks. You thought it was a done deal. No other quarterback in the history of football is doing what Patrick Mahomes did with 13 seconds left. You fell victim to... All-time greatness. But the reason that you thought you had won with 13 seconds left was because your quarterback is approaching all-time greatness and has now opened that door. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. That door is wide open for him. It's wide open. And he has kicked it. Oh, but yeah. he's not backing into it. He's bowling his way he, through he it. Like ran he ran it over. Yeah, he ran it like over like he does TBs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, who had the most gut-wrenching loss this weekend of the four teams that fell? Tennessee, Green Bay, Tampa, or Buffalo? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to Texas. That's where Skyler is. What's going on, Skyler? Hey, Ken. How's it going? I'd, I'd just say uh, most gut-wrenching has got to be the Bills because – how do you get closure after that? Mm. You, I mean, I just don't think you do. You, when Josh Allen doesn't have a chance to touch the ball, I think it's just obvious that we need a we need a, a rule change at least for the playoffs as far as OT goes. So 
Uh, but yeah, there's just no closure there. Yeah, yeah. And then on the defense, I got to come to the defense for my boy Aaron okay. a little bit. Please do. Special teams, I mean, you guys talked about it a little bit. Special teams has been the issue all year with the Packers, and obviously it was apparent in that game that that was an issue as well. People are not going to talk about Brady as much, but him and Rodgers were in very similar situations this weekend. The Bucks had 13 points until three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, the Rams. They put up some points. So yeah, sure, the Rams ate up Tom Brady. A- ate him up. But he found a way. He did find a way with a similar offensive line situation, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He did. And the issue for both of them, Rodgers and Brady, was they both didn't perform on third down. Um, the Bucks were 3 of 14 on third down. The Packers were 5 of 12. So very similar, but Rodgers is going to he's gonna get a lot more heat from that, so I'll get that, but had to defend him here a little bit. Uh, and that's fair. That's fair. You can defend him all you want. That's fine. I'm still going to crush him. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the call, Skylar. It, it's, so, so, Theo, you obviously weren't in here on Thursday, but Friday Night Lights can attest to this. I said that people were going to openly root against Aaron Rodgers this weekend because he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because the victim complex has gotten really annoying. And uh, he has made himself a bit of a martyr, which is annoying. Yeah. And as soon as something starts to, as soon as you started to sniff that we were going into Aaron Rodgers territory, which is come up short in the postseason, you could sense it as the third quarter was going on. I said it Friday, people were going to start pouncing. And make no mistake, Aaron Rodgers was going to start feeling the pressure on that and it certainly seems like all of that came to fruition. I wasn't right about everything, and holy hell, we'll get to that in a new segment. We're calling why Ken sucks at his job uh, in hour number two. But, I mean, the, the, the fact that there already was a sizable portion of people rooting against him, they wanted to see him fail because of his off-the-field stuff this year, and then it started to feel like the same old playoff Aaron Rodgers I'm not surprised at the attention that Aaron Rodgers got after the game, yeah. getting dunked on over and over and over and over and over again. But it also just seems like this is the culmination of a career in Green Bay. Like, that's it. It's done. He's, I, I don't see a scenario in which he comes back. And this is why he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. You can defend him all you want with all the special teams were bad. And Tom Brady was similar. They had the same offensive line issues, same offensive line injuries, same veterans not playing. One player came back from a 27-3 deficit. Another completely disappeared into the snow. Yeah, and one of them, their backup's backup got hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brady's yeah. backup backup. And mm-hmm. he was going up against Aaron Donald right. and Leonard Floyd and right. Von Miller. Like, Tom Brady, what he did is admirable. And when you're going to be as condescending as you are and, as Aaron Rodgers, when you try to be so cool and suave and above it all, and I don't care, but I really do care, mm-hmm. and my feelings are like – nobody's going to have sympathy for you. Sure, Skyler in Texas is going to call in and look out for you. That's nice and all, but at the end of the day, you kind of put this on yourself, and you don't, you're, you're not a guy that we should be sympathetic yeah. towards. Well, and again, I like, I like Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. Good quarterback. I'm with Skyler. I like Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. What I don't like is Aaron Rodgers, the victim. And then I, I used to defend Rodgers' best pure talent at that position over Brady, but I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. And we saw on the same day why I can't do it. Because one completely disappeared, the other fought. The other found a way to fight. Never stopped And get his team back in the game. And one looked listless, the other came up with a plan. You know, and it's not overly tangible. And I know I'm reading body language, which I think is, is an inexact science, but one looked listless. 
didn't look good with the mannerisms on the sideline. The other one kept going. Kept going. Yeah. Now, again, the team he played kept vomiting all over itself. <laughs> that was helpful. <laughs> they kept, he kept giving it a yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the team that suffered the most gut-wrenching loss this weekend, I say Packers, Theo and Stone, their heart bleeds for the Bills, for Bills Mafia. What about you? Which fan base took the most gut-wrenching loss? We're going to check in on some of the fans, friends of the show, of these teams that lost that we care for deeply just to make sure that they're okay today. Which fan base took the most gut-wrenching loss? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Titans, Packers, Bucks, or Bills? 888-760-3776. We'll head back for the listening lunch hour number two. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 1063.